Welcome to the Social Feed Podcast. I'm your host, Missy. Thank you for listening. In this episode, we get into an interesting topic that has been on everyone's radar for the past week, I would say, since the campaign launched. Uh, Meth, we're on it, is South Dakota's newest anti-meth campaign. And everyone has been talking about... (laughs) how it was executed, is this the right way to bring awareness, and we wanted to really dissect the campaign, the the good, the bad, the ugly, and everything in between about how we got to this point. <laughs> um, we have two new guests on the episode, um, Tatum Richards, who's actually from South Dakota and brought this campaign to light when it first launched. The campaign features a bunch of people from her hometown and different um, areas around South Dakota, so she really dives into being the resident and how that impact is on her. And then we have Chris Norris, whose background is in working on multiple campaigns that involve like the opioid crisis and um, working with the Red Cross on blood donations and, and getting more awareness to the public in that fact. So we dive in really deep from both sides of that for this campaign. So let's get into this week's episode, number 99, Meth, We're On It, South Dakota's Anti-Meth Campaign. So many of you have probably seen all over your LinkedIn feeds, the news, social media in general, um, South Dakota launched a new campaign the past past week that has been blowing up everyone's feeds called <laughs> Meth, We're On It. <laughs> um, and it is everything about trying to, you know, bring light to the addiction, which they definitely have, I'll say, in the best way. That's what we're going to talk about today. So uh, Tatum, being the South Dakota resident growing up there, I want to get your thoughts on being from there, what you thought about this campaign when you first saw it. Definitely grabbed my attention initially because um, home state is the logo with the big (laughs) slogan, Beth, we're on it. Um, I will say I don't love it. It's not my favorite campaign. (laughs) Because you're from South Dakota or just do you in find general? It, do you find it offensive yeah. for being from South Dakota? Like, what are your thoughts? I don't I don't know if I necessarily find it offensive. I mean, people think we're on meth now, so that's not ideal. <laughs> yeah. But more so just that I think it didn't really hit the mark and achieve the goal that it was intended to. So I, I don't know that I'm offended. I'm just... Not confused. Yeah, I'm more confused. So, Chris, and I'm really curious about your opinion on this campaign. Will you talk a little bit about your background? Because I feel like that's pretty perfect for what this sure. idea. Yeah. So, prior to my time at Hubbard, I spent about four years in the public health marketing world. So, working on campaigns like anti-tobacco, anti-obesity, um, and uh, prevention campaigns, things like that. And so, this campaign was right up my alley. Um, I had never worked specifically on a meth campaign, but from what I can gather from this campaign, um, this is an example of what it looks like when nobody involved really understands what they're trying to accomplish or has worked on a public health or behavior change campaign in the past. Because if you had done any research or done any focus groups or anything like that and really understood kind of the public health problem that they were trying to address, one, you would not make light of it. And two, there would be much more of kind of a segmented approach to the audiences um, to address the issue and put out a message that kind of resonates with the people that they're actually trying to target. This seemed like they were trying to target almost like LinkedIn and Twitter and just get a rise out of the media and other agencies. And I mean, mission accomplished there. Here we are. But in terms of actually addressing the meth addiction problem that they're allegedly trying to address, they did not. 
Right. What's interesting about the campaign is they're in with the creative, like Tam, you mentioned, they use the state of, you know, South Dakota and they mm-hmm. put the tagline meth, we're on it. But then they have all these images of like the football team and the captain and, you know, the farmer and all these different images that they're using with that tagline. So I was kind of curious when you, Chris, we talked about the segments, yeah. what their thought process was when they were putting that together. I mean, I don't think there was one to be blunt. <laughs> like, I. <laughs> I mean, like, it's just, there's clearly a lack of understanding, like, mm. both in the, like, the the local agency that we, that presented this to the client in South Dakota, and then also on the client's behalf. It's just, like, incredibly clear that nobody understood what they were trying to accomplish, and everyone just kind of shrugged and went, like, oh, yeah, that sounds cool. We'll get four, four days of attention talking about North Dakota, like, I'm sure or South Dakota, excuse me, I'm sure South Dakota is indexing way higher on Google right now than it was last week, which good for South Dakota, but... But to what end? Yeah, and I mean, it, to your point about the images, I mean, it like one of them, there's three kids that looks like they're under 18, and yeah, it says they're so on Yeah, so I know the kids, actually. That's oh. from my hometown on my high school football field, and... Of course you know that. Yeah. So they actually went to South Dakota and these images are from... Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I mean, one of the... I mean, obviously the people in the images, disclaimer, are not on meth. Yes. But, I mean, my vice principal is in one of the images from high school. Wow. So I just... What? Weird. I think... Are we trying to say, you know, like, there's more meth than you think? Like, mess all around? Like, I'm assuming that was the approach, but just not... It didn't come across that what, way. What I'm curious about is, so this campaign cost half a million dollars to put together. So <laughs> they, so obviously this agency like pitched this idea to them, um, to South Dakota to put this together. And then it sounds like now everyone in the town got involved because they're in the campaign, which I didn't even know that part that they were actually people from yep. South Dakota. Oh yeah. So what, I'm, how did we get here? <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of my question. Well, I know they, so... Governor Nome asked for agencies to pitch her last summer. So this has been ongoing for a while. So for a campaign that's been happening for so long, or in the works at least, you would think. This has been run by a few he- few heads now and then. But um, anyway, so yeah, and I know um, a bunch of agencies, at least nine from in-state, pitched her as well. So um, I, that's how it came about, I guess. She asked for open pitches for out of the box ideas, and this one drew and their drew their attention. Was the winner? All right, interesting. I think something that's interesting to me about this is it. This is a great example of a campaign where traditional marketing metrics aren't uh, how you should measure success because they're going to see a ton of impressions on this, ton of reach, ton of engagement, obviously probably a ton of website visits as a result. They've gotten a ton of PR out of it. Like they were in the New York Times I saw. But I don't think anybody who looked at this critically and put any thought into it would look at any of those metrics and be like, yeah, this campaign helped reduce meth use in our yeah. state. Mm-hmm. And so the, the like kind of the traditional agency f- lens on this, I think, is where it got problematic because they just saw it and it's like, well, if we get a ton of impressions, a ton of reach, a ton of engagement, that's how we've measured success in our past campaigns with soda company X, you know, or shoe company Y. And in the behavior change and public health world, that's just not how you measure success. And I mean, the result is just this kind of a disaster. <laughs> I just, I just find it almost, almost offensive. Um, 
it just there's nothing about the campaign that speaks to the the problem or any sort of solution to the problem. And right. you know, when we're talking about marketing almost anything, we're always we're generally trying to point to solutions. Like, you know, if if you need a home built, we can help you build a home. If you need if you're hungry, this food will satisfy your hunger. In this campaign, there's nothing about it. It draws more attention to the meth and using pictures of people that aren't on meth. I mean, not that you want a bunch of pictures of people that are on meth, but at least that would <laughs> highlight the problem. And right, I don't know. It's there's just like like Chris was saying. It's just they they were going for the wrong metrics. I think right at the detriment of I think anything positive that could be accomplished by a big statewide campaign like this over a, an issue that needs to be addressed and, you know, fixed. So there was um, the president of the agency that did this campaign said in an article, because now that it is getting national attention, she's getting a lot of um, being spoken to a lot. Um, she said, we knew it was going to be provocative. We wanted to do something different because it really does, it does really impact all of South Dakota. So the imagery we have for it is really inclusive. She said, the something different is instead of reducing meth use, they might be increasing it. So good job there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, my feed the past week has just been memes on memes of meth and people like editing photos. And it's been on every platform, Snapchat, Twitter. I've seen it on Facebook. Um, so-and-so marked themselves safe from the meth use in South Dakota. <laughs> oh, and like, I mean, there have been some really funny creative things I've seen. So I think to your point, it's creating awareness, but the absolute wrong kind of awareness. And it's not, that was one of my kind of problems with this campaign as well as it didn't have a call to action. Like you said, Pat, like it doesn't. So, okay, great. So what do we do about it? There's no, you know, how do we seek help towards the epidemic? And there's nothing really promoting it just kind of that it's there and now it's kind of just being made fun of so right the other thing that's interesting about this campaign is i was just thinking who is this for like who is struggling with meth addiction or any sort of addiction sees one of these images or um see some of these stories and thinks you know what i think i'm gonna go get help for my addiction i just that's not the type of campaign it is it's not empathetic to those addictions mm -hmm. or anything along it does those it lines. doesn't give anybody who sees it anywhere to go like it doesn't it yeah. doesn't give them anything to do like oh yeah i'm struggling with with a meth addiction i saw this campaign now i know exactly who to call to to help because i don't want to be addicted to meth anymore no like oh, right. oh i'm not the only one on meth here obviously so it's probably fine like what do we it, it almost makes it cool in a strange way yeah. with how the ads are and they have bumper stickers now with meth were on it like they this agency put together a ton of creative around there are bumper stickers bumper, there stickers, are bumper stickers pop yeah. sockets hats like swag yeah. there is swag so that the says actual meth on it. cost of this campaign is closer to 1.5 million yeah, I saw that. because of the merch and swag and media placement and tv ads and the campaign itself is slated to be running through may so this isn't, yeah. So this is going to be, we're going to be seeing this for a while. Mm -hmm. And I saw a quote that said, you know, unless it's, we need to take it down sooner kind of thing. But yeah, that was the other thing. You read that quote from the agency. And just generally speaking, if you're an agency and you're working on a project and less than a week after it launches, you feel compelled 
to come out with a statement defending that work, that's when you know you've stepped in it a little bit. And I mean, they're obviously not going to admit it, and I get that, but I think it, everyone involved kind of recognizes that they may have overplayed their hand a little bit with all the comments they're making about maybe reducing the budget or trying to defend it in right. weird ways. Yeah, I'm really curious when um, you're talking about the results, like what what is that going to look like in the next five to six months as far as meth usage and are they going to report back on that and how this campaign is helping? And is there like I've been trying to search. Is there a website that people can go to, yep. to learn more about it? Mm-hmm. Is uh, it the website title is on meth dot com. Oh, OK. That's OK. <laughs> so if you want to go there, pulling it up now. Hey, will our will our uh, spam filters yeah, allow you to flag. get to that? I'm waiting for IT to be like, "What are you?" Doing? I did that on my work computer too, so I don't know. Fingers yeah, crossed. We're all there. Going <laughs> Though, I will say the one decent thing the campaign did. If you, if you actually look at the content at the site, it's decent. They have resources for people to um, get addiction help, or if whether you are the person addicted or your family member who knows somebody that's addicted. So there is like a kernel of, I guess, goodness in there. Mm-hmm. It's just you've like slapped all this nonsense on top of it that you can't like people aren't even talking about that part of it. Like you didn't even know that they had that, those materials. Mm -hmm. And that's really what they should be promoting in a more interesting way. But they've just kind of slapped this nonsensical bumper sticker over everything. So um, my, my biggest question at this point is when the governor put the pitch out, like what was the, obviously meth addiction is something that they wanted to solve, but what was the (laughs) point of asking for campaigns are they trying to are they are they just trying to reduce meth usage and so they needed some crazy national campaign like how does how does this marketing uh, affect anything done in South Dakota towards meth addiction prevention and um so i so i will say i, I did not read the rfp that South Dakota put out but Generally speaking, I'm sure what they did is they identified we have a high percentage of addiction in our state. And then they determined that a high, per, a high percentage of those addicted are addicted to meth. And it's like disproportionate to other states. And it seems like that's what they solved. And so they said, OK, well, we need a campaign focused on re- education about addiction to meth. And then we need a, And then part of that campaign needs to be providing resources to people who are addicted and want to get help. So I would imagine that's where it started. It started in a good place. But yeah. again, like you get these like traditional agencies who haven't worked in this field and haven't d- spent time with like the public health research and you get like a Pepsi campaign for a public health like topic and then this can be the result sometimes. Right. Yeah, and I know the meth statistics in South Dakota are crazy higher than they're like two times the national average yeah, of like it says other like states. Twice as many teenagers in South Dakota between ages 12 and 17 have reported using meth in the past year, mm-hmm. which is like way So it's definitely average. a problem that she wanted to address. I know going into her um, time as a governor. So I think that's kind of probably obviously where it stemmed from, sure. but um, there's a really interesting article um, about how meth use is surging in South Dakota and the government is desperate to stop the crisis. They say it's hurting every resident. And then that's why this cam- this campaign came about. Which um, that part is true. Like right, that is yeah. a good are, foundation. For this. Like, yeah. great. Awesome. I think we should have a campaign for right. that for sure. I mean, what did you think when you saw it? At first I thought 
this is like, I hate to even say it out loud. I laughed. I thought it was hilarious. Like, I was like, this is so funny. You but thought then, I was kidding. I thought I thought it was a joke because yeah. Tatum sent it out in our Slack channel. And I was like, oh, my God, Tatum, like South Dakota. That's funny. You know? Yeah. And then I was like, this isn't real. And then as I started, people started talking about more. I was like, they are they actually think this is like a campaign that's going to help solve a serious, serious crisis. And like, I grew up in a rural farm town, so meth is an issue in my area as well. Mm -hmm. And um, if I saw people from my school or where like I went on those boards saying meth were on it, I would be offended. That's why I asked you if you were offended because it's like you're from your area. I was like, what the, that's just, I don't know. Uh, I don't like it. (laughs) I honestly, (laughs) I want to say I wish I was surprised. (laughs) That's so bad, but I just, I don't know. Man, I just think there's a line. I saw a quote and I really liked it. And it was, at what point does clever cross the line to become insensitive? Yeah. And I think this is the clear line. Mm -hmm. Um, South Dakota has done another campaign for don't jerk and drive. Um, So South Dakota has a history, it sounds like. It has quite a history of using kind of controversial out there campaigns and slogans to get people's attention. And don't my thing with don't drink and drive is like you can kind of play on that. Like it's not a subject. You're talking about swerving in a car Mm -hmm. and also as like a funny sexual innuendo. Mm -hmm. And so you can you can play on that. And it's funny. And that's a subject matter that you can kind of use this kind of slogan on. But twisting the words and using them in that matter for meth, I just think probably shouldn't have gone there. Yeah. yeah. I'm curious, um, Chris, what, what your thoughts are on, because you've launched other campaigns for awareness. What is the right way to do something like this? Because <laughs> we know this is not the right way to right. do it. Yeah, I mean, the first question that you would want answered in the meeting between the agency and the client would be, what are we trying to accomplish? Like, what does success look like for this campaign? Does it... Does success look like follow-up research where people in, for example, South Dakota know more about meth addiction than they did a year ago? Does success look like um, increased enrollments in in, uh, addiction services, things like that? And so that would be where you would start. And then the next piece of that is you would want to, like, figure out who are you actually targeting? Are you targeting 18 to 25-year-old um, young adults? Are you targeting 55 plus? Are you targeting women? Are you targeting men? Are you targeting minorities? Are you targeting like white males, for example? And then determine within that audience, why? how did they get to on the path to where they are addicted to meth? Because it's not like they just woke up one day and were like, okay, cool, I'm gonna, I want to be addicted to meth. Like there's, there's a path there. There's a reasoning there. Maybe they were in pain. Maybe they felt like they, you know, they didn't have anything going for them. There's all these reasons that if like, focus groups like re- online like you can take online surveys there might already be research out there if anybody had just kind of pumped the brakes and stopped you, that's where you would have started and then once you determine what those audiences are and segmented you would have figured out why or what's the most common reason why they're um, getting addicted to meth and then you would have addressed that head-on and offered services with that lens yeah this it's interesting too because with this podcast with all the conversation coming up I was like oh do I want to contribute another piece of content to this campaign. <laughs> yeah. So in my inside me, I was like, oh, but I'm like, we need to talk about this. Be- one, because the agency was, was from Minnesota, which is where we're based out of. And also just because of, we kept coming up in conversations. And I was like, we need to really dive into this and like, what's the right way to do it? Sure. Yeah. Is, is there a way that this campaign 
is effective for what they're trying to accomplish. I mean, it's going to, it will be effective in the sense that nobody's going to do this again and like try this approach. (laughs) I mean, but like in terms of actually reducing like meth addiction or increasing services, I, I mean, I would love to be wrong in this case because I would like people to get the help they need, but I just don't see it. Not from this campaign specifically. No. Yeah. I'm agreeing with Chris. Like, again, I would hope I'm wrong, but I just see it on, it's a snap filter now. Like, and it's a, you know, it's just a big joke. So I don't think it's necessarily doing anything but making a joke out of meth. And if anything, potentially making it more popular. (laughs) So I'm curious what, because we work with Hazel and Betty Ford um, as one of our clients. And so I'm curious what other, um, institutes like that, that help people with drug abuse, what they're thinking about this campaign, because they are, they are taking light of it. South Dakota is with this. And I'm, I'm just kind of curious what their thoughts are on that. Yeah. I would love to love to hear that. I mean, just minds. in the, in the few projects I've worked on with Hazel and Betty Ford, they are so, um, they're so serious and intentional about the wording they use and talking yeah. about addiction because it's real people that are affected by it. It's real families that are affected by it. And I just, I can't see anything even close to this getting, getting past that, that filter. Um, it just, it seems so insensitive and so impersonal, even though they're using pictures of, of real people, but there's no, there's no context. There's no story. There's no, there's no feeling behind it. And like Chris was saying, there's lots of feelings and lots of emotions and stuff that go into somebody getting to the point where they're addicted to meth that you can't just throw that out and put a slap, a cool saying on a bumper sticker and fix it. What is fascinating to me about this campaign is think like, imagine being at Thanksgiving dinner next week and somebody in your family saying, I have an addiction, I'm looking to get help. And then somebody in your family laughing at them. That's essentially what South Dakota has gotten all of us to do, mm-hmm. which is wild. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's that's so, it's so true. And yeah. that's why when I literally wouldn't tell you when you said to me, I was like, this has to be a joke. Yeah, <laughs> like, There's no way. I mean, that's the premise of it. Honestly, the font is almost kind of even a meme font. <laughs> from like it kind of looks like it. and another thing, <laughs> and another thing. <laughs> but yeah I mean it's just such a serious matter that shouldn't be made light of and it just got totally twisted around and it sounds like I mean the governor of South Dakota is standing behind it as well obviously the agency is too but she's been tweeting and posting about that and how yeah she had a tweet all for it. and it said um, the goal was awareness so I think it's working well, okay, like we kind of talked about earlier, sure, the goal is awareness, but it's the wrong awareness. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I feel like we need to do a follow-up podcast in like three or four months. I know. I'm curious yeah, the true. results of this and what happens. I'm curious what, happen- what happens with that agency and what that looks like, because that's a whole branding thing for them to know, having this on their list. Yeah. Yeah, this is the campaign they're known for now. Yep. Right. So say... I'm. Just trying to think of, trying to redeem this a little bit. <laughs> Pat's like, can we spin it positive? Well, just, Always on the positive, like, Pat. Is, if this was like the first phase of a campaign, would that make this more okay? Like if this was, say, you said it's going until May or something yeah. like that. Yeah. If this was the 
the first two or three months of a six-month campaign and then they switched to something else, would that would that make it okay? I, I, I see what you're saying, but I almost want to say it's too far gone. Okay. I don't know. I, I mean, anything, any changes they made to more effective campaigns moving forward would be in spite of this. There's no, I just don't see any successful road to build off this, which it sounds like is what you're asking. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, there's still time for them to salvage something out of the timeline and the amount of money they spent on this, but not building off this slogan and approach. They'd be starting over, basically. Yeah. Right. I mean, yes, this grabbed people's attention, but it's to a point right now if you're seeing things about, you know, get help here, meth. Like, I just see the word meth now and I'm like, it's making fun of a campaign. Yeah. And you, when you see meth now, you think of South Dakota. Yeah. That's that's what the resonates. Wow, that's now. great. That is a good <laughs> thing to have. Sorry, Tatum. <laughs> I would bet $100 that this is going to be on a Simpsons episode in the next two years. <laughs> I'm waiting for SNL this yeah. Saturday, actually. Oh, for sure. Oh, it's coming. A, yeah. Yeah. At least the weekend update. I'm betting on that. Oh, that's a lock. That's yeah. a lock, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, I think we've talked enough about the meth campaign. Is there anything else you guys want to add? Any parting words? Good no. intentions, bad execution. There, that's that's mm-hmm. the perfect way to end this, this mm-hmm. segment. So hopefully um, future podcasts will have some better campaigns to talk about. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, all the links we talked about in today's podcast will be in the show notes at socialfeedpodcast.com slash EP99. We'd love to hear what you think about this episode and past episodes. If you could leave us a rating on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to the social feed, we would appreciate that. And thank you guys for listening. We'll be back in two weeks to record our hundredth episode of the social feed Ooh, podcast. 100. Oh, we made it. Uh, we'll be doing that live from Hubbard Digital Academy. If you haven't been to an academy or want to come again, you can register at HubbardDigitalAcademy.com. Be sure to use code podcast50 for 50% off your ticket. We have a few seats left and we'd love for you to attend. Yeah, that's December 9th, so it's coming up pretty quick. Um, But yeah, we still have tickets left and use Podcast 50 for half off your ticket. We'd love to see you there. We'll see you all in two weeks. The Social Feed is a production of Hubbard Interactive with music provided by Minneapolis-based artist John Atwell.